Healthcare Elsewhere, episode 103. Join us as John Cody shares the inspiring success stories of medical tourism patients and brings you insider tips straight from doctors and healthcare experts around the world. It's time for you to discover a whole new world of safe and affordable healthcare options. Your journey starts now. Welcome to Healthcare Elsewhere. Well, hello, everyone. This is John Cody with Healthcare Elsewhere, and today we're very fortunate to welcome Mr. Pablo Castillo. He is the founder and CEO of MedBrick.com. It's a Montreal, Canada-based company, and uh, Pablo himself is uh, was originally born in Mexico and uh, grew up there for quite some many years, but uh, last 20 or so years, he's been living over in Canada, over in the Montreal area. So, uh, Pablo, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm glad to be here with you guys. Thanks. I appreciate that. So uh, as we always like to do, let's go ahead and start out with a story. Uh, you guys are uh, do uh, quite a variety of things, actually, in medical tourism. One of the big things you do is medical tourism facilitation, helping patients find the right places to get their procedures done. So why don't you share with us a story of someone that you helped recently or, or in the past and uh, and how you helped them overcome their problem? Right. Yes. You know, as, as you know, we're in Canada. So uh, Canadians are used to uh, going to the public system for health care. Th- this is what we do. Um, it's part of uh, the taxes we pay. Um, however, most Canadians are not aware of what's out there, you know, in, in other countries. So what, what our company offers to them is options, in, uh, especially in Latin America, where they can go for medical care. Um, one, uh, just to mention one, one story, of course, uh, all Canadians love traveling to the beach and, and you know, seeing different things in, in, oh, yeah. in other cultures. So um, one of our patients actually decided to explore other cultures and she decided to uh, look for medical care in Mexico. So we set her up with one of our preferred providers in Puerto Vallarta. She was looking for um, uh, bariatric surgery, of course, which is one of the most popular uh, procedures here in Canada. Uh, for Canadians traveling abroad, I mean. Really? I didn't know that. So for our listeners who aren't aware, bariatric surgery is weight loss surgery, essentially. That's correct, yeah. So weight loss surgery is becoming very popular. There are um, other um, medical tourism facilitators that could uh, approve this statement. And, uh, of course, we're taking advantage of that. We were setting up with good providers in other countries. Uh, we have uh, high quality of medical care to find in, in just in uh, different countries as well. And uh, again, this patient decided to go to Puerto Vallarta for the first time. She had never traveled abroad, so it was all like, like a brand new experience for her. Uh, so anyway, her experience was great. She went uh, uh, to one of our uh, hospitals in the in the town, and um, and it was a very successful case. We're we're proud to say that uh, for most cases that we handle, this is what happens. Uh, patients are very happy. They it's something that they didn't expect to see when traveling abroad. But, uh, you know, not only do they uh, return to Canada with, uh, you know, with uh, great satisfaction for the services received, but also, you know, they, they, they have learned uh, different aspects from other cultures, in this case, Mexico. So, um, so you know, it's, it's just to give you one example of what we can do, we help Canadians find different types of care in other countries. Sure. So in her case, now, was she, was this something that she was diagnosed with as far as, uh, you know, just not having the ability to physically lose the weight and she, this was recommended to her as a procedure and was it not available in Canada because of, you know, for, she didn't meet the requirements or why was it that she decided to travel instead of staying in Canada to get it done? 
Well, that's the thing. She could have that procedure done in Canada, although it wasn't covered by the public system. Ah. She could find it in the, in the private sector, but it was an expensive surgery for her. I think she, she uh, had to pay $20,000 for that, for that special. Wow. Uh, it was a gastric band. Yeah. So, um, you know, she started looking for other alternatives and mm -hmm. she found us, um, you know, asked us to, to provide a quote for the same type of uh, procedure, which we did. And uh, we basically cut the cost in half, including the trip to Mexico. Wow. So she was very happy with that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's one of the things that, uh, that uh, you know, uh, that we're proud of. You know, we can really find great quality of care at much lower costs than in the public uh, facilities within North America. Sure. So in her case, it was a monetary decision, obviously. Did she go early and get a little bit of vacation out of it? Or was it strictly, hey, she went down there, had the surgery, recovered, and went back? She spent about a week in there before having the surgery. So, of course, that's one of the things they want to do. They want to enjoy the place where they are and get familiar with it. So when uh, when time comes to have surgery, they, they're prepared to have it. And, you know, they can move around and, and, and see what's going on around them. Yeah. Okay. So from her perspective, then she, she found you online, did some research, uh, how, you know, she obviously saw something on your website or in talking to you folks that uh, made her trust you and, and knew that you would uh, provide her with a great uh, person or a doctor to go and see. How do you go ahead and vet those individuals out or the, the organizations, you know, as far as the hospitals they're using and the doctors are using? How do you ensure that, uh, you know, you're going with someone who has a good safety record and, uh, you know, clean hospital, all that good stuff? Well, you know, we are accumulating a lot of experience with the work that we're doing for insurance companies worldwide. So um, we're very familiar with most hospitals in over 20 countries in Latin America. So we know which ones we can select for medical tourism purposes. Again, there's tons of travelers going into these countries, and we help them to find medical care, but only for medical emergencies. But when we have a patient that wants to travel, particularly for medical tourism, you know, just, just a, a travel um, they just want to take a plane and then go down and, and have some procedure done to them and come back right away. So when that happens, we already know how to find those providers and how to, uh, uh, you know, how to show them these patients the way uh, to, to get the right medical care they need. Interesting. So, you know, you mentioned something about, quote, basically, when she called and said, hey, can you find out, you know, what this would cost? So do you have a particular provider that you are going to at that point? Or are you actually calling multiple providers for her and, and also doing kind of a pricing service at this point? Yeah, we usually provide with, uh, the patient with different options. And we start with the country that they want to travel to. Uh, we don't choose a country. We, we basically tell them to, uh, uh, to choose among two or three countries that we can uh, approve. For, for that kind of procedure. And they say, you know, if, if, if they want to go to uh, a place where there's a beach and they can relax there in the sun for a couple of days after the surgery, then, then that's fine. If they want to go to a, a, a major town where they could find one of the most renowned hospitals in the country, then that's fine too. So we give them the choice and then they decide where to go. And, and the same thing happens with the names of providers that we uh, that we select. We, uh, we basically tell them, you know, you have these three names that we trust in this area and uh, it's up to you to decide which ones uh, which one to choose so they do their own research sometimes they call they talk to the doctors um and you know once they make their decision they call us and then we set everything up for them 
All right, cool. And so do they have the ability to contact maybe previous patients or at least read reviews from previous patients and things like that to get an idea of how past cases have gone? Yes, that's a possibility. They they can always contact other patients to see, uh, to know more about their experience. And we've had that with a couple of patients before, you know, that um, especially with, with patients here in Quebec where we are, it's very important for a Quebecer to trust somebody that speaks the same language, uh, which is French, of course. And uh, we provide them with contacts that, you know, French-Canadian people that traveled abroad and, and came back with a good experience. And uh, so, they, you know, they, they, uh, they, they act as references for, for, uh, in front of those patients that want to travel. And, and that's it. Yeah. And you bring up a great point, too, with regard to the translations. Uh, It's important that whoever you're working with, you make sure that you have, you know, of course, having someone on the ground while you're there who can help you, you know, face to face with translations in your native language. And then also all the follow on stuff, basically the package of information that happened, all your medical records need to be translated into your native language as well so that, you know, your doctors at home as you go back and do follow up visits uh, can can follow, you know, can basically, you know, have an idea of what was done and, and everything else and have a way to contact them and do you find that uh, is that fairly is that is that something that you offer or is that something on an individualized basis by the doctors or do you have to get it translated after the fact how does that work yes well we do have uh, let's say in the case of mexico we have an office in mexico where we have bilingual people so if there's there's a need to have a document translated we can always uh refer those documents to them and, and they can do the if it's a quick translation that they, they can do it on their own and if not, they submit it to a professional translator that is specialized in, uh, in the medical field. Yeah. And, and then get everything translated for them. So yeah. it really depends on the case. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. And that's a great point, too. It's not just having a translator, but someone who specializes in translations for the medical field. Because, you know, just a, a layman who's doing the translation who doesn't understand the terminology of, you know, the specifics of what's happening in, say, gastric bypass surgery isn't necessarily going to know all the nuance of what's trying to be put across. And you want to make sure you're able to get that you're able to get that across. I think that's really important. That's a great point. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you're talking about the quote and the pricing. Uh, you know, how do you find, or what do the patients typically finding? Is that fairly typical where they're saving 50%? Do you find more than that, less than that? Is it really kind of variable by the region that you're going to or? Yeah. Well, our goal is to find at least, uh, you know, 50% savings for them for any kind of procedure that they're looking for. Um, what's good about um, the networks that we work with is that we can find pretty much um, all the latest technology available worldwide. We can also find it in Latin America, and we've seen that in different countries like Mexico or El Salvador, uh, in Argentina, in Colombia. So we're very, uh, you know, it's a, it's a sense of uh, uh, security that we have built with these countries that we, we feel very comfortable in recommending their services to our clients. And um, and what's most important is that we have visited those countries and those hospitals, and we have, uh, you know, um, we have uh, we've confirmed that they have this kind of technology and, and and high quality of care. Yeah, and now as in the pre-show, you were telling me you guys have been around for about five years now, so you actually have quite a bit of extensive experience in this uh, in in handling these kinds of cases. That is correct. You know, personally, I have uh, I've been in, in in the health insurance market for about twelve years now. Uh huh. And uh, the medical tourism field for for five years since we started Medbrick, and and yes, we 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 know we can provide with the best alternatives to our patients. Uh, again, we specialize only in Spanish speaking countries and uh, including Brazil, of course, uh, speaking Portuguese. Um, 
but um, yeah, we we are very proud of the network that we built, and we can have pretty much any kind of medical treatment available within our network. Yeah. So the woman that you were talking about, uh, do you recall by any chance? Uh, you know what? I mean, what was her general weight? You know what? How how overweight was she, and what was she able to accomplish after she got the weight loss surgery? What was the end result for her? Was she able to lose the weight that she was hoping for? Well, she was getting close to three hundred pounds, I believe. Wow. And she was able to um, to cut down at least at least sixty pounds just by having that surgery, and that that was within like a two month period after she had the surgery. Wow. Uh, okay. So, so she experienced a very quick uh, recovery, mm-hmm. and she shed the, the 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 weight very quickly as well. Yeah, from talking to other professionals in the weight loss field too, I know that the follow up and you know staying on the correct diet and everything else in the years following is also very important. Do the surgeons or the the organizations that you're working with tend to provide that sort of thing over the internet or in some other fashion to help them make sure that they're they don't bounce back, you know, to where they were before? That is correct. Yes. Huh. Okay. Great. Um, do you find it more that it's, is it, uh, I mean, do they call into them to get this information? Do they give them a packet of information as they're leaving to give them all the dietary, uh, you know, recommendations and whatnot, or is it more of an internet type of a thing? Well, you know, before the patient uh, leaves the hospital, they also, they're always given that type of recommendation by the physicians that treated them. Mm-hmm. And, and these physicians even monitor them while they go back home and and uh, continue with the treatment and we do this alongside with the physicians like we're always in constant constant care um with the patients that we have so then we we can follow up with them make sure that they're doing right they're doing well after the surgery and after the trip to uh to these countries Oh, that's fantastic. So you're following up and helping along with the process as well. So it's not just that you're facilitating, okay, here you go, here's your, your setup now, now you figure it out the rest on your own. You're actually following up with them as well. Yeah, that is correct. We make sure that the patient is comfortable from the moment they leave their country until they come back. And even afterwards, you know, when, when they're experiencing the recovery and, and, and when they, you know, they're just planning to go back to work and, and live their normal lives again. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's break for a moment to hear the Onwards Medical Breakthrough of the Day. We'll be right back. The Onwards Medical Breakthrough of the Day, spanning the internet to bring you a constant variety of cutting-edge medical procedures and treatments worldwide. Today's Onwards Medical Breakthrough is titled Lung Cancer Breathalyzers to Boost Early Detection. So there's an old story that dogs can actually smell cancer, and although the science hasn't been positively proven, the concept is extremely sound. So what a group of researchers are doing from Owlstone Nanotech, they've developed a kind of breathalyzer to artificially detect the biomarkers indicative of lung cancer. Uh, The device is called LUCID, which stands for Lung Cancer Indicator Detection, uses a small chip to analyze a patient's breath for signature uh, specific organic compounds associated with the disease and they're hoping that by 2016 they'll have something that will be able to go to market that they can use to help with early cancer detection in a very easy manner. So you can find the link to this and more on the show notes page at healthcareelsewhere.com for this particular episode. And now let's get back to our interview. And we are back talking with Mr. Pablo Castillo. He is the founder and CEO of uh, MedBrick.com. And they're based up in Montreal. And he has patients that go uh, mostly, you were saying, down to uh, Mexico, uh, Central America, and South America uh, for the most part. You know, those, those seem to be the areas that they're going. And mostly Canadian patients from your perspective that you're helping, correct? Yeah, that is correct. When we talk about medical tourism, it's mostly uh, Canadian patients that we're helping. But, uh, again, in on the... Um, uh, travel insurance field, we help 
patients from different nationalities also traveling into these countries. Oh, okay. So inbound as well. All right, why don't you talk about that aspect of your business a little bit? I'm interested to hear some more about that, and uh, you know, talk about a little bit about the insurance aspect of it. How? What are you covering for them? What do you see them typically coming in for? You know, things like that. Yeah, uh, the way we help um, insurance companies is with uh, the setup of the medical care that they want to have for their insureds, and that's after they receive after they they experience a, a medical emergency while traveling abroad. So uh, most of the insurance that we help are uh, travel insurance carriers. Uh, again, these are people that travel abroad and, and just for pleasure or for leisure, and they don't expect falling ill or having an accident. So uh, when that unfortunate event happens and they have to go to the hospital or seek medical care, then that's when we step in and find those uh, specialists or that uh, special clinic or hospital where the patient can can uh, look for medical care. Um, this is, you know, in a nutshell, the way we can help an insurance companies. Uh, once we have the final bill from that hospital or that provider, then we also help with cost containment, which means that we can review the bill, uh, we can negotiate with the uh, with the providers, and make sure that the insurance company is, fair, is paying a fair amount to that provider. Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. So, do you? Uh, how do you find the the hospitals and the organizations that you're negotiating? Are they willing to negotiate with you at this point? Yeah, this is a trend that that's becoming more popular now. Uh, as you know, there's there's more and more uh, insurance companies all over the place. Yeah, uh, most of us are looking for cost containment. Uh, we, uh, you know, insurance insurance companies are always uh, trying to find different strategies to uh, to uh, prevent costs from rising and therefore offering smaller premiums to their members. So we help along that uh, uh, purpose. Um, it, it is common now to carry out negotiations with uh, most providers, not only in Latin America, but I believe this is worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, the difficulty comes when, it, when we need to deal with public facilities, you know, when uh, government-owned hospitals that... Uh, you know, there are, sometimes they're not willing to negotiate, or they, they don't want to hear about it. And <laughs> you know, in those cases, we need to pay to pay uh, you know 100% of the bill, of the bill charges. But however, these hospitals, the public hospitals, are usually very reasonable with uh, the costs that they provide. Right. Yeah. And you talk about the hospitals. I mean, do you typically the ones that you're dealing with, both from the insurance aspect of it, you know, I guess locally in Canada, but more importantly for the ones for the people who are traveling down to Central and South America, are you finding that a lot of them have uh, either at least local or governmental accreditation of some kind or their JCI, which is an international accreditation? How does that part of it work in your in your view? Yes, JCI and and, uh, other accreditation companies are becoming very popular in uh, Latin America. They're doing a great job in marketing their services and, and their credentials down there. So uh, a lot of we're seeing a growing number of hospitals trying to get those credentials and, of course, trying to purchase those credentials, which, which are not very, uh, which, as you know, may be very expensive, too. But it's an investment that a lot of hospitals are willing to make. And, um, and some of them, I would say most of them are seeing a return when, when, they, have, uh, when they, they have more trust from insurance companies and from patients traveling to their hospitals just by knowing that they are accredited by uh, those brands. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal, I think, that people are looking at it knowing that whether they're JCI or not is not, just because they're not JCI doesn't mean that they're not a good candidate, but they need to have some kind of certification from a governmental body that's overseeing and making sure that, you know, they're keeping up to the standards and everything. And uh, that seems to be, that comes up a lot, you know, as we're talking with all the different professionals out there that, yeah, that's really one of the things they're looking for and that they seem to be advising if they're facilitators, their patients, yeah, you should be looking at this and so on. So that's all good. All right. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you mentioned uh, again in the pre-show that you were doing some work down in Argentina sometimes. Uh, what's, uh, what's going on down there? That's the first time I've heard Argentina come up as a, as a destination. Yeah. Well, as you know, Argentina is not close to North America at all. It's a long trip to get yeah. there by plane. It's about a, I would say a seven to eight hour flight. Uh-huh. Um, so people looking for medical care, you know, a lot of people will be willing to, to travel to those places, just if, if they can find the right care that they're looking for. Um, what's great about countries in South America, like Argentina or Chile or Brazil, is that the quality of care that they can provide is becoming very renowned as well. So we know that uh, there's, uh, there, there are providers that are willing to uh, offer their services at very reasonable rates, you know, by knowing that these patients are traveling from far away, they reduce their cost so they can offer um, like uh, excellent care uh, for services that are most of the time not found in other countries nearby. So we're seeing people not only from North America, but from Central America as well, traveling into South America, just looking for, uh, for those types of care. For instance, mm-hmm. we recently had a patient in Ecuador, uh, a newborn patient that uh, couldn't get a medical procedure done. And, and that surgery had to be done within the first 24 hours after the baby was born. Uh, now, all this happened before the baby was born, and we had to look for a provider in Argentina, which we thought was one of the uh, the best options nearby, uh, you know, close to Ecuador. Yeah. And, so was uh, it a medevac? I mean, did you have to fly the uh, the infant out there, or was it was this an overland transport? Or I believe, you know, it's a case where the financial aspect was involved. The family yeah. of the patient didn't have the resources to pay for the trip and for the surgery in Argentina. So they had to do it nearby. I think they took uh, care of that case on their own and the patient ended up going to Colombia, which is also a very, uh, a very credible market and, and a very uh, well-known country for medical care as well. Um, so, you know, that was uh, another option we had as well, but the patient ended up just, uh, I believe making arrangements for, by themselves. Well, I mean the, the patient's parents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, why don't we talk about the experience uh, for, you know, for, as a facilitator, you know, you send someone down to Mexico or to Argentina or wherever they're going. What does that, uh, what does that feel like? Or what does that look like for the individual who's going to be getting the care? Do you help them with making travel arrangements? So you kind of alluded to that a little bit, but uh, do you basically, Hey, this is where you need to go. And then when they show up, do you have people meet them, uh, translators and so on, get them where they need to go? Uh, how does that aspect of it work that, you know, the, the boots on the ground aspect? It really depends on what they're looking for. Um, now, we have uh, patients that travel and they want everything arranged for them. They, they, they don't want to do anything except for traveling to, those, to that country and come back. So we do everything for them. We find the hotels. We find the, trans- the local transportation. We find the interpreters or the translators. Um, and, of course, we take care of the medical aspect of the case and we find the right providers for them. Um, uh, the uh, the uh, the airfare and the flight itinerary we take care of that as well, but you also have the experienced travelers that go there like more often and they are very familiar with those areas. 
so they can take care of everything except for the medical service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those cases, we, we just uh, help them to find the right doctor, the, the right hospital, and they take care of everything else. Super. So when the patient goes through all this, they get there, they have their surgery, they are done, they come back home. If there's any complications, are you still involved at that point or do they work directly with the, uh, the doctor in the facility that they had the surgery to handle any kind of issues that might come up? No, that, that's actually one of the aftercare services that we provide. Uh-huh. We, we want to make sure that the whole experience that the patient is undergoing is, uh, is taken care of you know, from the start until the end. So if there's any complications that the patient experiences, we, we, we step in again and we make sure that that's resolved uh, with the provider and that the patient is completely satisfied after that. So, um, so we take care of that as well. Mm-hmm. How many patients are you typically working with on a yearly or monthly basis? Uh, it really depends. For medical tourism, it's an area that we are uh, working on to make it grow even more. Uh, for on the insurance aspect side, it's it's the area that we have developed the most. So I would say we're handling approximately, I'd say close to a thousand patients a year. Like wow, overall that's a, with the, that's the a two big number. Uh, two areas. Yeah, I mean, if I take into account all the cases that we open here on a daily basis and the cases that you know that that we handle the different services, it's, a, it's I would say a ballpark about a thousand patients a year. Mm, that's quite a few. All right. So you guys are quite experienced then. You've handled quite a few over the last five years. Uh, what are you finding to be the most popular things typically? What are the top three or four things that people are traveling for? Again, I would say orthopedic procedures are, are popular. Yeah. Uh, weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, dental care is also becoming very popular as well. As you right. know, here in Canada, um, dental is not covered by the, uh, by the, public, by, by the public system. Mm-hmm. So, you mean like uh, most, cosmetic dentistry in general, yeah, like surgeries cosmetic, and things most, like that? Yeah, okay. That is correct. Most people must have a private insurance to have access to that or pay out of pocket. Uh, so when time comes that uh, people may need uh, a root canals or, uh, you know, different like crowns and expensive procedures, then it's, it becomes very attractive to seek that kind of care abroad. Uh, again, the cost can drop to 50%, 60% of what they could pay here. And all it takes is just a trip to uh, Costa Rica or to uh, anywhere in Central America or Mexico or even South America, and and the costs, the overall costs are even more reasonable than uh, than having the treatment done here. Yeah, and are you finding that the uh, the percentages that you talked about earlier, as far as cost savings, are the same for dental work as they are for surgical procedures? Typically, they are. Yeah. And especially for dental, you know, the, the, the savings must be even higher than 50%. Because if the patient wants to travel for dental care, it really has to be, they have to find a very good deal abroad. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to travel for a $1,000 procedure. They mm-hmm. want to travel when they need those, you know, two root canals and the three crowns and, and three uh, yeah. prosthetics and all that. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. what, do you, uh, what do you think is probably the most uh, exotic thing that you're seeing or offering right now? I mean, are you doing um, any kinds of cancer treatments or stem cell therapies or any other experimental treatments on anything right now? Or is it more of the bread and butter type things like you were talking about, fairly common procedures? We're starting to look into other uh, alternatives of medical care. Like, like you said, um, stem cell treatment is becoming popular as well. We haven't had a case, uh, you know, under that uh, specialty yet. But we're seeing a lot of interest from people just because this is a new thing in the medical industry. Mm-hmm. We're seeing like more providers now offering that in different countries. Uh, it is very common now to travel to one of, uh, of the countries that we work with in Latin America 
and see those stem clinic cells, uh, clin- uh, stem cell clinics. I'm sorry. Yeah. Where uh, where you can find that uh, you know regeneration care and all that that they're offering. All right. So, what do you see happening uh, that's really exciting to you right now in the industry or for your company in particular? I mean, are there any new developments that you're seeing coming up here at the beginning, as we are at the beginning of 2015? Uh, what kind of trends are you seeing? What we're seeing now is that people are becoming more aware of what's going on out there, in the, you know, when it comes to medical care. Um, people are uh, Canadians are traveling more now than before, and we're seeing that with the numbers that we're, you know, that we're. Uh, reviewing on a monthly basis. Um, we're seeing emerging countries that are offering a lot uh, to North American patients. And uh, this is uh, one of the areas that we want to explore more in, in 2015 and in the years to come. Um, I'm not sure I haven't mentioned this to you, but we are also organizing uh, the first uh, medical tourism event here in Canada. Oh, really? Uh, this is, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, there hasn't been any other medical uh, tourism events organized here in the country. So we're doing the first trade show. It's a, it's a trade show format. It's mm-hmm. a, it's yeah, a, well, let's talk about that for a little bit. Sure, that's the whole point of why. I mean, I've spoken at the, the World Medical Tourism Conference here the last couple of years. I'm going again this year and always loving, loving to hear about these new ones and, and where you're educating people and making it easy for people to come to. So is it Canadian or regional in scope or are you looking to more be global type uh, conference? It's um, Let me explain. Uh, first of all, this is an outbound medical tourism from Canadian Canadians traveling abroad. Yeah. It's not for people seeking care in Canada. This sure. is, okay. It's an event uh, done in Canada, but it's addressed to, um, we call it destination health mm-hmm. and, uh, discover Latin America edition. So this is addressed to providers in Latin America. We do this because we do, be- we believe in what they have to offer. And we've seen so many countries now emerged into uh, the medical tourism field that we want to invite and gather them together in one place here in Montreal so they can show their services to Canadians and to awesome. Canadian companies as well. Okay, so, so um, this is mostly for professionals then? Would you, I mean, would uh, the average consumer, you know, a person who is interested in finding out more about, you know, traveling for their own reasons, are you going to have people like that uh, attending as well, essentially patients? Definitely. Yes, yeah. that's our guest of honor. We're oh, inviting the Canadian public to attend in big numbers. Um, there won't be any fee, any entrance fee for them to pay. We want them to meet with the providers and, and you know, just see what they have to offer, uh, travel to these destinations. We want the destinations themselves to become more popular. And that's why we're inviting consulates from different countries to be present as well. Oh, that's a brilliant so, idea, yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, it's, uh, this is something that we've done uh, that has been done for the first time here. We're very excited about it. We have, we've had a great response so far. Uh, there are... Like now, countries in within uh, the Caribbean that are very interested in attending, um, so it's becoming a major thing for us for 2015. Excellent. Uh, when uh, and where is it going to be? It's going to be in Montreal, Quebec, in August, from the 13th to the 15th of August 2015, at the Palais de Congrès, which is one of the uh, most renowned venues here in, in Montreal. Fabulous. All right. That sounds like a great time. I'll have to look into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. You're, you're more than welcome to come. Absolutely. Okay, great. We're kind of coming to the end of our time here uh, today, Pablo. Can you talk a little bit about, um, we, we always like to end with the kind of the top three tips. So 
if a family member of yours, your mother, your sister, whoever came to you and said, hey, I was looking to go to another country to get a particular procedure done. And for whatever reason, they weren't going to use your service, which, of course, I'm sure they would. But if you had to give them advice of what to ask, what do you think the most important, uh, say, three or four questions or two questions would be to ask of that doctor or facility to make sure that they were, you know, kind of making the right decision for themselves? I think one of them would be the experience that that doctor or the facility has with international patients. So it's very important for them to, uh, for the patient to know that there's, there's an international department in that institution that could take care of them, you know, as soon as they get to the hospital. They don't, they don't want to feel alone, of course. They feel scared to travel to a, a country that they're not familiar with. So the first thing that they want to have is uh, to, to feel safe when, you know, before traveling there. So that would be one thing, that the, the hospital is well equipped with the, the staff that needs to service the international patient. Mm, all right. Fantastic. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and another thing would be that, um, you know, the doctor must uh, provide his credentials just, just to make sure that he's well experienced with that type of uh, surgery that wants to, to perform on the patient. Um, of course, the more uh, experienced the doctor is, the more trustworthy he would become. Uh, he or she would become, I'm sorry. And um, so that's something that I would, that I would recommend to, to, to a person traveling or looking for you know, a special type of care um, directly with the hospital or with the provider. Yeah, all makes sense. Great. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, Pablo, uh, we're out of time today. So why don't you share with us, how can our listeners find you? Where are you online and what kind of social media do you guys do? All that good stuff. Well, they're more than welcome to check our website. The address is www.medbrick.com. And I'll spell that for you, M-E-D-B-R-I-C-K.com. If they want to know more about the event, they can reach us out at destinationhealth.ca. That's CA for Canada. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, from there they can get to our social networks. We have, uh, we, we have a, a, a website on Facebook and another one on Twitter. Twitter, yeah, I saw that on your website, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're, we're very reachable. And, and uh, if not, they can contact us by a telephone if they wish, 819-317-0300, extension 138. And um, that's it. All right. Super. Well, Pablo, thank you very much for coming on the show. We greatly appreciate your expertise today. It has been a pleasure to be here, John. Thank you again for the invitation. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So for our listeners, uh, if you haven't already done so, we'd love you to visit us uh, online, of course, at healthcareelsewhere.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the the usual suspects, Pinterest and everything else. Uh, If you haven't already done so, uh, we would love it if you would subscribe to the show and review the show. The more we get at those, you know, it it helps with our rankings and everything. And it, uh, you know, just gets more people aware of the show. So we really appreciate it if you would take the time to do that. And until next time, uh, you have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Healthcare Elsewhere. Has this episode left you inspired, wanting to take action right now? Good news. The Healthcare Elsewhere community is growing by the minute, and it's already filled with other people who are excited to finally get the treatment they deserve. You can join us at facebook.com slash healthcare elsewhere, and we'll see you next time on Healthcare Elsewhere.